This is an RNZ podcast. One night last month, Mike McRoberts told NewsHub at six viewers that the bill for COVID vaccine advertising so far had topped $43 million, and Act Leader David Seymour disapproved. It's a reckless use of taxpayers' money. There are very few people still getting vaccinated. It's possible that advertising didn't even reach many of them. But the money for those ads certainly reached the media companies which carried them, which is why News Talk ZB host John McDonald told his listeners this last Friday. My finger is in the pie. Yes, my snot is in the trough. And yes, I'm riding the gravy train. I think that covers all the things that might get thrown at me for what some people will probably think is my defence this morning of the huge increase in government spending on advertising over the last few years. Now where John puts his fingers or his snot is too much information for most listeners, but his point was that his employer NZME, the owner of News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald, has benefited big time from official COVID advertising. In April, NZME cited it as a reason that profits were up on 2021 in spite of the COVID crisis and its investors got a dividend. Now, the same morning, News Talk ZB reported a range of government departments spent a total of $125 million on ads in the last financial year, and that's a lot more handy income for some of the media, NZME included. And on Friday, ZB's deputy political editor Jason Walls was asked if all this carried a whiff of propaganda. What you might argue a whiff, the government might argue completely nothing at all. So I think it could come down to a matter of semantics and um, a matter of perception. But the previous day, Jason Wall's perception of a much smaller sum of public money was on his mind for his daily chat with the drive-time host, Heather Duplessy-Allen. Susie Wiles is getting a documentary. Yeah, we got a documentary, actually. Uh, it's Susie and the Virus. Now, I saw a poster... Is that for... what it's called? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Susie and the Virus, yeah. And he didn't like it. But I'm just so sick of everything getting taxpayer money for these um, projects. Why can't people just pay out of their own pocket? If TV1 or Marty TV or TV3 or any of the above want to have one of these um, one of these documentaries, fantastic. I'm just, I just keep seeing these things crop up time and time again when we have hospitals overwhelmed. And you see, you know, $20,000... Not tons of money, but in the grand scheme of things, like if that keep, that sort of stuff keeps adding up. But that short online Susie Wiles video wasn't really news. It was shot back in March 2020 and it's been available online since September of that year with the sources of its public funding noted at the end. Now it's not unusual for those who operate in commercial media to criticise content being paid for from the public purse, so no surprise really that last Thursday ZB and its sister paper the New Zealand Herald rushed out stories about Jason Wall's objections to that two-year-old short film. Would you pay $20,000 for a documentary about science superhero Dr Susie Wiles? The Herald's story began. And after that, Susie Wiles, who made nothing from that film, pointed out that it would have cost New Zealanders about half a cent each. And that wouldn't help out the stretched health system a whole lot, you'd think. But... The almost $9 million in wage subsidy collected by News Talk ZB's owner NZME in 2020 would have taken $2.25 out of the pockets of every Kiwi, Dr Wiles noted. Now the response to that from Dr Susie Wiles you'd think would be a worthy addition to the Herald's stories about the gobsmacking sum spent on that short film. But anyone who went looking for that would only find that those stories were not online anymore. The Herald's one now has an error message that says, Oops, looks like a dead end. And NZME certainly seem to think so. It's been scrubbed from the Facebook pages and ZB's website as well.
Well, that short documentary, Susie and the Virus, was created for the platform called Loading Docs, which describes itself as an online launchpad for short Kiwi documentaries. Its producer is Julia Parnell from the company Notable Pictures, and this week she told MediaWatch the film hadn't received $20,000 in public money after all. This particular film did not start as being about Susie. The director was funded to make a very different film that required travel to Japan. And when the COVID lockdown happened, we had to pivot. The director was able to get that access in that week prior to COVID if it was a a society-changing moment for us. And we were able to capture it, and I'm very proud of that. We provide some production finance and then they are required to do a crowdfunding element which is engaging with audiences from the start but also upskilling in ways to put finance together around projects. Now the Susie and the Virus uh, documentary uh, was described as funded by the New Zealand Film Commission to the tune of $20,000. Is that actually correct? Well that's not correct. Loading Docs is funded by Te Mangapaho, New Zealand On Air and the Film Commission. Uh, Film Commission's element of Loading Docs is very much focused on the talent development. We uh, provided 6000 in production finance and 2000 towards the post-production. So other costs would have actually been raised by the filmmakers themselves via crowdfunding or in the words of the uh, article in the New Zealand Herald out of their own pocket rather than from the public purse. Yes, absolutely. So the filmmakers raised an additional finance of 7,685, less 10%, which is through the boosted crowdfunding platform. And now that it's out there and and has been up, I gather, since uh, July or August of 2020, has it actually been widely watched out of interest? It has been so appreciated by audiences. It was launched in partnership with the New Zealand Herald on their platform, along with a high-profile story on Canvas on the 4th of July, and then on our platforms, and then went on to TVNZ On Demand, Radio New Zealand, PlayStuff, and the spin-off, and has had over 200,000 views. So the New Zealand Herald, where public funding of this production has been uh, highlighted, shall we say, actually the first to have shown it and featured it in the... um, colour supplement of of the Weekend Herald canvas as well. That's correct. Out of interest, have any of the other loading docks been um, questioned for the sums of public money that have gone into them, whether they've been in the region of $20,000 or less? No, they haven't. You'd be happy for the New Zealand Herald and other NZME outlets to host uh, future loading docks if they were so minded, I assume? Absolutely, and um, all platforms and the fact that Loading Docs has a platform agnostic approach means that more New Zealanders can connect with our work and the, the work of our documentary makers. Julia Parnell there from the production company Notable Pictures, also the producer of the online platform Loading Docs. A year ago, ZB's deputy political editor Jason Walls labelled a range of COVID recovery funded arts projects a smorgasbord of abject waste. And at the same time, he said it's easy to poke holes in what the government's decided to fund through its $55 million public interest journalism fund. But this, as it turns out, is also another source of public money for the Herald and NZME. 
Two weeks ago, the Public Interest Journalism Fund announced $255,000 of taxpayers' money for a Herald video series called Unravelling Anxiety, all about how people from different cultural backgrounds coped with anxiety disorders during COVID-19 lockdowns and after. So we do wonder whether the Herald will air views on whether that could have been paid for out of their own pocket at a time of great health system strife or not.